Well, this time we're going to go ahead and get into our message for tonight. The message title is No Fear, No Matter What. No Fear, No Matter What. And uh, we're going to be in Psalm 46 tonight, Psalm 46. And so if you want to take your Bible and turn there, Psalm 46. And I was going to have somebody read, but, uh, well... It's going to be hard for you to read uh, via Facebook, okay? So I'll just go ahead and read these uh, 11 verses, and uh, you can follow along. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear? Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord God of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. As of a couple hours ago, there are 124,134 people in this world who are currently infected with the coronavirus. But also another statistic I want to point out is that as of a couple hours ago also, there are almost 7 billion people in this world that are infected with something called fear because of this virus, because of the Uh, different decisions that our government has been making. Um, There are a lot of people that are dealing with fear at the moment. Now, God never promised that we wouldn't go through this life without difficulties or challenges. In fact, He promised that we would go through times of difficulties and challenges. David said in Psalm 34 and verse number 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. James said to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Not to count it all joy if you fall into diverse temptations, but when. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when we do, we're supposed to count it all joy. So, brothers and sisters, this is a beautiful opportunity to count it all joy, to go through what we're going through right now. When we face times like these, like we are right now, the question is, Will we face it with fear, or will we face these times with faith? Now, obviously, as you know, many are choosing to respond in fear. Fear can cause us to do some strange things. It is said that the uh, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin so feared for his safety that his residence in Moscow contained eight bedrooms, and each night Stalin chose a bedroom at random to ensure that no one knew exactly where he was sleeping. (laughs) He lived by fear. And I want to encourage all of us to not live by fear 
as we go through this difficult season. Now, how can we live without fear no matter what? The psalmist did here in uh, Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Here, Here he says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, he said, it doesn't matter what happens, I'm not going to fear. And as we look at our world today, uh, there are some crazy things happening, as you know. But the psalmist here said, we're not going to fear. It doesn't matter what happens in this world, we're choosing not to fear. And I want to encourage you and I to make that same choice as we go through this season. Now, how can we live without fear no matter what? Well, what should we focus on during this time? Well, the psalmist here focused on three aspects or characteristics of God that caused him to have the perspective of no fear, no matter what. It doesn't matter what happens. If, hey, if the earth be removed, I'm not going to fear. If the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, I mean, that's going to make the headlines. Well, it's not going to cause me to fear. If the waters roar and be troubled, I'm not going to fear. Though the mountains shake with the swelling, I'm not going to fear. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to fear. What was he focused on that caused him to have that perspective of no fear, no matter what? What was he focused on? And I want to share with you very quickly this evening three characteristics of God that this psalmist focused on that I want to encourage you and I to focus on as we go through this season. All right? Number one, he focused on God's presence. God's presence. All right, verse number one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So he is present. Now, the word help here means aid, assistance. And I, I don't know about you, but I could sure use some assistance as we go through this time in our country's history. Um, we need this aid. We need this help. And the word trouble here would cover all that can come upon us, which would give us anxiety or sorrow. Now, for a lot of people, this whole scenario that we're going through right now is causing tremendous anxiety. Now, some are anxious about the, the virus itself and about getting it and uh, their own personal health, and that's understandable. Many are uh, anxious and worried and fretting about the economic fallout of all of this. And certainly that's uncertain at this point what's going to happen with all of that. Um, we need God's presence during this time and he needs to be our, and I'm thankful that he is a very present help in trouble. The word rendered present here means is found, has been found. That is, he has proved himself to be a help in trouble. The word present as if he were near to us or close by us does not actually totally accurately express the idea. Um, and the word very here means exceedingly, is added to qualify the whole proposition as if it were emphatically true. So he is present in our life, but not only is he present in our life, the psalmist said he is very present or he's exceedingly present in our lives. And it's important for us to remember that if you belong to him, 
this evening, that He is near to you. Uh, verse 5 also talks about the presence of the Lord. It says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. Verse 7 talks about it as well. The Lord of hosts is with us. He's with me. He's with you. And uh, we're not going through this alone. Praise the Lord. Also, verse 11 mentions it as well. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So when we go through this difficult time, it's important to focus on God's presence in our lives. Isaiah 41 and verse number 10 says this, Fear thou not. And then he says, Why shouldn't we fear? He says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I got an amen on that one. Thank you. Whoever did that, praise the Lord. Psalm 16, verse 11. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Look, when you understand that you're in the presence of the Lord, there is a joy that this world can't understand. They are searching for this type of joy that you and I have as believers. But we have it. So let's focus on it when we go through this time. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You may not be able to go to your favorite restaurant right now and go get your favorite meal. But look it, there is a pleasure that is far greater than all of that. And that is the presence of an unchanging and a holy God. So focus on God's presence. That's what the psalmist was focused on. That's why he was able to say, look, therefore, we're not going to fear. Be even though the earth be removed, the mountains go in the sea, it doesn't really matter what happens. I'm not going to fear. Because he was focused on the fact that God was a very present help in trouble. What else should we focus on? And what else was the psalmist focused on? It he was focused on God's power. God's power. Verse number five says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And then here's uh, a verse that indicates God's power. God shall help her and that right early. God is able to help us. He is our strength in verse number one. God is our refuge and strength. Verse number six, it says, the heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. And here's the power of God. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. Can you do that? Can I do that? The answer is no. Can the leaders of this world do that? And the answer is no, but God can. You see, God is powerful. Let's look in verse number 8. It says, Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations He hath made in the earth. If you take a moment and look at what God has done, you can see His power displayed everywhere. Verse number 9, he maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. And uh, I know that uh, we are kind of waging an invisible war, as I believe our president put it, as we face this virus. Uh, look, he maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. Uh, he is able to make this particular war to cease too. Um, he breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear in sunder, he burneth the chariot in the fire. God is powerful. Look, the angel Gabriel declared the amazing power of God to Mary as he announced that she would be the mother of the Son of God. In Luke 1.37, he, 
Here's what Gabriel said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. You see, that was the focus that this psalmist had. And that's what made him say, look, I don't have any fear, no matter what goes on. Because he was focused on the fact that God is all powerful. John, the revelator, also heard this right before the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. He said, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. That means that God is all-powerful, and He reigns. He rules, and He reigns. And that's what the psalmist was focused on, is that fact that God is all-powerful, and there's really nothing that God can't do. I think of the nation of Israel, and if you have been coming on Wednesday nights to the From the Creation to the Cross series, you'll, this will sound a little familiar, but I think of the nation of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And you see, over and over again, they faced tremendous times of affliction. I mean, they, they, they came to the place where they didn't have any water. They didn't have any food. They didn't have any toilet paper. Okay, no, that's what we're going through right now. Anyway. Uh, but they did face times with no water. They did face times with uh, no food. And you know what? Any time, every time they faced these, these, these situations, they responded in fear and automatically thought the worst right off the bat. That was their first knee-jerk reaction. And they ended up blaming their leaders and ultimately God for their situation, totally forgetting that God was the one who delivered them every other time before. And the last uh, Wednesday night, I believe, we were looking at the fact that Moses hit the rock when God told Moses to talk to the rock. You know, these people faced that situation not remembering how the Lord brought water out of the rock the last time. Friends, God brought us out of some pretty bad stuff in the past, and I realize this is maybe a little unprecedented for our country in our lifetime. But look, God is still powerful. He can handle this. This is not too big for him. Uh, God is well able to handle all of this. Can I remind you this evening that the same God who performed at least 182 recorded miracles in the Word of God is the same God that's still on the throne, that can handle what we're going through at this moment? Look, if God had the power to provide a way for your salvation... And by the way, he did have the power to do that. He had the power to send his only begotten son in the form of a little baby born to Virgin Mary there in Bethlehem's manger. And that, 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 that little baby grew up to be Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And uh, he lived a perfect and sinless life, died on the cross, and three days later, by his own power, resurrected from the dead. If God had the power to do all of that and to meet your greatest need, uh, my greatest need is not job security. My greatest need is not financial security. My, my greatest need isn't even my physical health. My, my greatest need was uh, forgiveness of sin and salvation in Christ. And God met that need. If God could meet that need, he could meet this need too. It's not too difficult for him. We don't have any reason to fear no matter what, because we have a powerful God. A young boy traveling by airplane to visit his grandparents sat beside a man who happened to be a seminary professor. 
Well, the boy was reading a Sunday school take-home paper when the professor thought he would have some fun with the lad. Young man, said the professor, if you can tell me something God can do, I'll give you a big shiny apple. The boy thought for a moment and then replied, well, mister, if you can tell me something God can't do, I'll give you a whole barrel of apples. <laughs> you see, God, there is nothing impossible with God. God can do anything. So the psalmist here in Psalm 46, the reason he was able to say, therefore, will not we fear? No matter what happens, it's because he was focused on God's presence and he was focused on God's power. And then thirdly, he was focused on God's peace. He was focused on God's peace. Thank you for the amen. All right, verse number, verse number one. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength. Verse number seven repeats this. The Lord, of Go the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Verse number 11 mentions it as well. The fact that God is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Albert Barnes in his commentary on this concept of refuge says that God for is for us as a place to which we may flee for safety a source of strength to us in danger. And the first word refuge comes from a verb meaning to flee and then to flee to or to take shelter in. It denotes a place to which one would flee in time of danger as a lofty wall, a high tower, a fort, a fortress. Did you ever make forts when you were a kid? Forget being a kid. How many of you make forts now? Yes. Okay, there's some hands going up in the room tonight. Uh, the kids are the kids like making forts. I'm not a big fan of forts because they take forever to clean clean up and they make a mess. But okay, there's heads shaking. No, uh, they say that they clean up very quickly. But uh, but I remember when I was a kid making those forts and you get those sofa cushions all set up and and you get underneath all that and and it, what's cool about that is you feel safe. Well, God is. The ultimate fort. God is our fortress. God is our refuge to go to in times of danger. So, if you're feeling like you're in a time of danger, which a lot of people are right now, run to Him. He can give you peace that nothing else can right now. So focus on God's presence. Focus on God's power. And focus on God's peace. So how can we live without fear no matter what? Well, the answer really is in obeying verse number 10. Verse number 10 is a very familiar verse to a lot of Christians. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, as I was studying for this message, I realized that all the other 10 verses in this chapter uh, were written by the psalmist. The psalmist is, is the one talking, and then all of a sudden, in verse number 10, the author kind of changes. And now all of a sudden, it's the Lord that's talking, and the Lord that is the one uh, saying something. And the Lord says in verse number 10, I want you to be still, and I want you to know that I am God. And when you do, I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. And so I want to encourage you uh, tonight and as we go through this season to stop. When you start to fear, when you start to fret, when you start to worry, because guess what? All of us do. 
Except for me, I never do. No, I, all, I do too. All of us do. We're human. Uh, when we start to fear, fret, or worry, that's our cue to call a personal timeout and say, I need to be still, and I need to know that He is God and to think about Him, to think about His character, to focus on His presence. The fact that, hey, I don't have to go through this by myself. To focus on His power, the fact that He is all-powerful and He can see me through this situation. And to focus on His peace. I want to share one more passage of Scripture and then we'll wrap it up tonight. It's found in Mark chapter number 4. Mark chapter number 4, and and maybe I could have saved this for another message, but uh, I felt like this fit here as well and uh, wanted to share it with you tonight. Mark chapter number 4. In uh, verse number 35, Mark 34, 35 says, In the same day when the even was come, he, Jesus, saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of the wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And, they said unto, and he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? They feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. As I thought about this, I couldn't help but picture us in a similar situation right now. Uh, All of humanity is kind of going through this very stormy situation. But meanwhile, if you're a believer, guess what? The Lord is in the boat with you. And you know what? This storm was pretty crazy, so much so that the disciples that were in the boat thought they were going to die. And they accused him of not caring. And yet Jesus wasn't worried one iota. There he was taking a nap. By the way, that's my proof text for that naps are good and godly. Jesus can take a nap, so can I. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the point was, uh, these guys were so focused on the storm, and they were so worried, and the Bible says in verse 40, uh, they were so fearful Jesus said, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? And in this passage, we see all three characteristics that the psalmist mentioned, right? We see the fact that God was there. God was present. He was a very present help in trouble. We, saw, we, we, we see in this passage God's power displayed as he says, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And we also see the peace that God can give. He said, peace be still. I don't think he wasn't, he, I don't think he was just talking to the wind in the, in the sea. He was probably talking also to his disciples. At least they should have been listening to that part because they needed to have peace in their own hearts as well. And so I want to encourage you to listen to the words of the master when he says, peace be still. Um, I want to close tonight with reading a beautiful hymn that we have sung a few times in our church, and it's called, Be Still, My Soul. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. 
Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. The second verse says, Be still, my soul, your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul. The, wind, the waves and the winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. And then the last verse says, Be still, my soul. The hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. Aren't you looking forward to that day? When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joy is restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. I'm looking forward to that day. It's coming sooner than we think. Hopefully not through this situation, but uh, I just know time is moving on. Are you ready for the day when God does call you home? Because all of us will be done with this life at some point. Where will you go? If heaven's not your home, I hope that you will believe on Jesus Christ and be saved. And those of us who have, let's keep trusting the Lord, keep our faith in Him and say, you know what? No fear, no matter what. Why? Because I'm focused on God's presence. I'm focused on God's power. I'm focused on God's peace as I go through this difficult time. Well, thank you for joining us tonight on the first live stream here at Cornerstone Baptist Church. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Well, I won't see you, but you'll get to see me on Sunday morning at 1045 and also five o'clock in the evening. And uh, if there is anything we can do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. We're here to serve. We want to be a blessing any way we can. And I hope that you'll be encouraged and uh, that you'll not, or that you'll live with fear or without fear. Let me see, see if I can say this again. I hope that you'll live without fear no matter what, because your focus is on who the Lord is. Well, let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll let you go the rest of the evening. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your presence and that you promise to never leave us nor forsake us and that you're with us in the good times and the bad and that you're going to lead us beside the still waters, beside the green pastures and also in the valley of the shadow of death. And Lord, we can fear no evil. Why? Because you're with us. So help us to focus on your presence. Help us to focus on your power, Lord. You're all powerful. There is absolutely nothing too difficult for you, including getting us through this situation. Help us to trust you and knowing that you will get us through. And then help us to focus on your peace as well, Lord. That We can have peace with you in this difficult time. Help us when we start getting a little panicky, when we start getting a little anxious and worried. Help us to take a spiritual time out and to be still, to know that you are God. And uh, focus on your characteristics. We love you tonight. We pray you give us a... A good rest of the week. Help us, Lord, as we go through the next couple days uh, to keep our eyes and minds focused on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.